0: Welcome to Rising Meditations, episode 75. Bring some incense. Doesn't have to be a palo santo or sage or anything like that. It can be incense, it can be a candle. Uh, You can get a candle that correlates with the color of the chakra you want to focus on or any color that you want to focus on or emphasize during your meditation. I also have my garnet here. Something that I just, want to talk about is during the holidays the big holidays coming up where everyone has all these expectations and um, i'm already feeling the pressure of it it's probably not as bad as some people's but it's just enough to wake up and not to want to go down that path um with somebody who doesn't want to hear you or see you because there is some sort of tradition that is supposedly overrides all sort of uh values that you may hold or all sort of uh every 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 conflict that you may have to be resolving uh, automatically has to go out the window and be solved before you spend this time with uh other people who uh share space with you And, and and it's and it's a very interesting concept it's not the healthiest it's dismissive and it's something that's been deeply ingrained in uh western society and that's just because that's what i know i'm sure there's other cultures with other sort of holidays that have their own issues um but yeah just because um it's a holiday doesn't mean that you're required to do things that are unhealthy for you Uh, and this isn't any shade this isn't any attack on anybody this is just recognizing um, your behaviors if you don't spend time with uh, certain family members for the whole year they're in, in in general and um, you have deep-seated um, you know, inconsistencies, deep-seated incompatibilities with these people, um, it doesn't mean it's gonna go out of the window in the next you know, couple of weeks, and it doesn't mean that you are going to resolve them and uh, perpetuating the same cycle that you are doing every year is only going to fuel the fire. So how do we create boundaries um, this season? Um, I think it is all going to start with self-care and going within um, and just you know try not to point fingers to where your problems are coming from so it's really easy easy to feel offended and feel like somebody else is dictating your emotions and to be like they want this for me i'm I, I can't give them that and I need my things it's like Yeah, you can recognize that. But what is the effective way of addressing it with individuals that have expectations of you? So just think of that before you write a response. Um, Sometimes just getting it out is the most important part too. Like sometimes just being super uh, tactful doesn't always, it doesn't resonate with people. Sometimes you need a tact requires um, different angles. Trial and error, tact one time, Um, Being polite, you know, dancing around something might not work. Dancing around the elephant in the room. Sometimes you need to address the elephant in the room directly. Be like, hey, um, this is how I feel. And there is this is something that's real just because uh, I understand where it's coming from. And I can sit here and drop some sort of conclusion or some source from where the trauma is coming from doesn't mean that it's it's not real. And that's something that was sent to me uh, earlier today that helped. Um, what you're experiencing is very real and um, it's something you can work through, work on, and it's something you can just not experience. You don't have to succumb to these expectations of a national hallmark holiday that has traditions. I know people feel bad when you're absent. I know people, have all these sort of expectations that we are expected to acquiesce to despite reluctance. But deep down, like, you know what feels good and you know what doesn't feel good. And I know the absence of them oftentimes doesn't feel good either. Like, what are you gonna do? Go sit at home when you have been fed these expectations that you need to be with all these people during these days. That's that's difficult too. So figuring out uh, come up with some sort of game plan and some sort of outline of uh, what will work for you, what will help you be the healthiest you that you can be during this time, what's going to help you thrive and uh, what are you willing to um, compromise on? Are you willing to allow a relationship to be less than ideal because you are um, you're taking your needs and your well-being? First, before uh, trying to juggle and balance and manage the minds of other people, what can we do to break the cycle ultimately? Um, and I'm 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 at a point where I'm willing to take leaps and bounds, and uh, you know, and compromise and sacrifices to change. Um, feeling the way I have, it's, it's been too, it's been too many years. And it's like, why do we want, as much as we say, we don't want to do it again. It's like perpetuating it, manifesting the same sort of, um, experience over and over again. So, um, I'm just at a point where I definitely want to flourish and to surround myself with situations, environments, and people. That are going to be conducive to my well-being as well as theirs because just going through the cycle isn't good for anyone because they expect you to be there it doesn't mean that it is going to hello hello just because they expect you to be there doesn't mean that it is going to fulfill their needs the deep-seated needs that they're kind of projecting or externalizing um those deep-seated needs are normally some sort of self um uh, self needs that are way deeper than somebody just showing up one time, once out of the year. It's not gonna be solved. It's And it might give them some sort of, sort of little burst, but the absence of those people afterwards is going to feel even harder when they haven't solved these deep seated energetic issues because um, you're kind of masking it with other people around and distractions, and then next thing you know, um, you know. Um, uh, New Year's is over and uh, you're still dealing with that deep-seated um, pain, trauma, uh, discomfort, uh, imbalance, this deep-seated thing that you never looked, and turned around, and looked at your, yourself in the face and um, resolved or never sat down with somebody consistently and worked through these problems or issues. It's, it's not something that you work on once a year. It's not going to typically solve it. It's something that you have to make a priority in your life and and uh, really work on. So that's just uh, how can we manage um, holiday stressors or holiday expectations and, and take off a lot of the expectations. Um, I know like expecting gifts, it's nice when there's the possibility because, you know, uh, it's very easy to get yourself in a cycle of, Oh, they uh, I know that I can there's things that I would like in life uh, things that I, may even be more of a necessity um, things that we, could be very practical and someone else has a relationship with you and they have the means to get these these items and they are oftentimes offering or willing or asking what what can we get or are, are we, are, we shouldn't do gifts this year, we should, we should make our gifts this year, whatever it is, it, it kind of bounces around with um, my experience. Uh, and it's, it's difficult to navigate because then if you, if you don't respond, it's, it's a problem. If you do respond, it's a problem. If you respond too late, it's a problem. How much you ask for is a problem. Um, especially when in our society, uh, money and items and material, materials are a very interesting, finicky, touchy subject and, um, we're very materialistic, capitalistic. Even when we're trying to move away from those sides, it's like, it would be nice to have this tool to, to go down this avenue, to build this thing, to do that thing. There's so many things that we're marketed with. We are a product of consumerism and capitalism. and uh, The goal is to not be a victim. The goal is to be a creator and we create a reality that is conducive and it will probably still include things and that's okay. It's as long as you have a good relationship with these things and you have a balance where you can live and flourish and there's an abundance. Um, And if there, you know, it's like you you can pick and choose which which things you want, when you want things and, and how closely, you identify with each an individual of these things that, that you, um, that you acquire. Uh, I, I enjoy, I just enjoy, uh, having things that are healthy. Like I'm trying to move into minimal footwear so that it's good for my body as a whole. Um, I get like blue light blockers because I interface with, uh, technology and I know that it impacts like your eyes, your vision, your spirit, health and uh, you know there's things when it's colder it's colder weather it's uh, our sleep is being compromised so sometimes we'll externalize our well-being with like things around us um, there's vitamin D lamps there's uh, satellites some people up in Antarctica or like Alaska will use satellites because it's like clinically proven to improve uh, your well-being and um, I don't know I was going to this year, just go on a trip, go somewhere warmer, and just kind of get away from this like this weird feeling of obligations and expectations that I really just don't have to deal with. I could go, any of us could go. Uh, I mean, if you if you really committed your life to it, you could go to, you know, go go to a monastery and go be a monk and live in a, a cave or live on the side of a mountain. Cut wood and not talk to anybody, not have any phone, any sort of reactions. Your parents could could hate you for it. Your friends could hate you for it. But that doesn't it doesn't mean that you are any less of a loving being, any less of a loving human. Uh, you have just as much opportunity in solitude in a cave to be an enlightened, ascended, loving, amazing, fully encompassing uh, human being as you would if you were interfacing and interacting and distracted with all these relationships, all these materials, all these jobs, all this information, all this data, um, you can be just as good of a person doing either of these things. And um, you don't have to always fit the mold and buy into everyone's expectations around you. Uh, Something that I listened to yesterday was that there used to be a practice before kids were giving any sort of intellect Um, and I believe it was in India, they were given a cosmic identity. And a cosmic identity means that before you are a male, before you are this, before you are that, before you're a human, welcome, that you're given a cosmic identity, that you are the cosmos, you are the universe first and foremost. Anything that comes after that is kind of a tool. Um, But at baseline, you are of the cosmos and nothing else, nothing more. Because the second you identify, your intellect identifies with any sort of identities, it starts becoming limiting and restrictive. Um, And oftentimes we see ourselves in these different ways that are uh, limiting and um, defeating, especially around the holidays, if, if we aren't being that good brother, son, mother, um, if we aren't being the good uh, cousin, then you start limiting yourself. Uh, your your well-being becomes limited. Your happiness becomes limited, and it also becomes uh, it becomes uh, a, con- a condition is that it has to fulfill the needs of someone else, and that is a limitation as well. If you can become a cosmic being and go within and work on yourself and be the best self that you can possibly be every day, it's going to allow a lot of things to fall into place. So this time, just like any other time, it's 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 paramount and important that you take your well-being and your health first and foremost. Uh, another thing I was going to talk about is karma. This karma, as expressed in the yogic uh, traditions, it's not always this cause and effect type of thing. Like if you do a bad thing, um, something something bad is going to happen to you directly the next day. Cause or karma as expressed in the yogic tradition is, um, is, is actually action. And uh, most of us are 99% um, unconscious of all of our actions. And uh, there's four main pillars to these actions. It is uh, physical, mind, energetic and spiritual actions and if you can have control and power of these four pillars you can have more control and power power over your reality and what you are experiencing an analogy that they use is if someone is just unconsciously throwing things into the air and not realizing that they're doing it when an apple or the thing comes and hits them on the head they're going to think that it fell from heaven and that it is is uh being done to them and not realizing uh, their actions, their, how they're, how they're controlling their physically the physical body. In yoga, that is, is a certain percentage. If you are a master of your physical body, you can have 15 to 20% control over your reality and your experience. If you can control the mind, you can have another what, 30% of control over your experience. If you can control um, your energy, and uh, your spirit, then you can have up to one hundred percent control of uh, and of your reality and your experience. And you can tap into the chitta, which is when you tap into divine consciousness and um, you become completely empowered. And uh, basically, strip away all these, all these demands, all these ideas of what's expected of you. And you can, you can um, have you know, sovereignty and empowerment in all of your decisions, confidence. And uh, you you can give without any sort of expectations. You can learn without any, any sort of, um, you know, without any limits, without any end to uh, your experience, um, the out- without any sort of attachment to the outcome. You're just living in the present moment completely. And that's that's the goal. I believe it's, possible in a Western civilization to get to a, a pretty close point where we can live with non-attachment, live outside of a lot of these expectations, live without being uh, afflicted by our own neuroticism and our own um, consumerism and our own ailments all the time and, and of those all around us and just hold that space. Um, where you are just an uplifting beacon of light and uh, you don't have to prove it to anyone. It just is. Um, I was just reading from the Book of Truth and we uh, talked about this lady that was trying to spread um, enlightenment and that she realized that she was God, uh, the universe, whatever you'd like to call it. and. Uh, it wasn't working for her. But when she realized that God was her, uh, the humility allowed other people around her to see that in themselves as well. The whole village realized that God is all of them and that uh, we don't have to strongly identify too much with what we're told that we are. It's something that you kind of listen listen for um, and it comes to you it's just a way of being so uh, enough rambling make sure that you are in a comfortable position I'm gonna take a deep breath in inhaling love and peace exhaling fear and doubt go ahead and close your eyes or if you're driving and listening to this um, just make sure that you don't close your eyes find yourself in a comfortable seated position lotus or laying down just know that right now is is the ever-present now all these expectations or ideas of what the now is what time of year it is what the temperature is it's something that doesn't have to Um, dictate your life so much, dictate your inner alignment. Your inner alignment can override all of these sort of experiences. Um, There are monks that experience um, all types of uh, extreme weather, extreme um, situations, even torture, where they were able to align their inner selves to a state of peace no matter what was happening to them physically. I know this isn't extreme, but it shows you um, what the possibilities of our body can do. And having gratitude of just knowing that everything that you have in need is right here and now. All the energy you need, all the, th- the fresh oxygen that you need to breathe, the water that you need. If you aren't hydrating, make sure you go down and get that water. All of the nourishment that you need is here and now. And um, you may be a little hungry. There's a good chance you aren't starving. Uh, There's people that fast for days. Our body is capable of a lot. Um, Malnourishment is real. ailments and disease are also real. I'm not diminishing anyone's um, experience. But uh, we are powerful, and the mind can do marvelous things. So imagine that you're in a crystal cave. Uh, The colors, there is rainbow light pouring into your body from these crystals, and they are charging you and energizing you and wiping away all sense of identity and expectations. There's nowhere else that you need to be but here and now in this ever-present moment. happened in the past, what you are expecting into the future is irrelevant right now. All that's important right now is that we are at peace, we are resting, we are regenerating. A white purifying light is pouring into this crystal cave, into your crown chakra, connecting you into the abundance of what created the universe. Source energy, God, the present now, the earth, whatever you want to call it, the cosmos. Same things that created all of that, created the same thing that animates you the fire, the pitta, the ether. nothing is good or bad thinking is what makes it so this white light is pouring in detoxifying all of your cells decalcifying your pineal glands, helping you into the wisdom of you know what's best for you you know what you need despite the pressures of the world around you what other people want from you you know where your energy best utilized you know where it's efficient you know where your productivity what you know what ignites you and excites you and you know what makes what what doesn't feel good and you know what isn't what just ultimately isn't good for for the people around you when you are forced to do something that is completely against and out of alignment for you there are always challenges that will help you grow there's also, you get to a point in life where you realize that you don't need to continuously go down the same roads that lead you to the same destinations. We're finding a new path here and now, an inner path that all it requires is listening. The white light is pouring in through your prefrontal cortex and your amygdala, there's no fight or flight. There's no lion in the next room. Anxiety and tension can melt off of your body. You don't have to focus on your physical eyes. To see, give yourself an eye break. Resting your eyes is important to do throughout the day because it consumes a lot of energy and you take in a lot of data and information. Be selective, be gentle to where you focus your. Vision and your sights on today, especially if you're looking at screens. Your jaw is softening. The base of your skull, where your neck connects, your uh, muscles connected to your skull. Allow that to just relax, stretch. Sides of your neck, your throat, your chakra is opening you up, allowing you to speak your truth, speak your voice, despite what others expect you to say. There is a truth inside of you that knows exactly what it knows, and knows what needs to be said, and knows what doesn't need to be said. You don't have to stand idly. You can speak into existence the reality that you wish to see and you can say things in a way that doesn't have to be harsh or mean spirited it just is it is so your shoulders are relaxing your arms your wrists all the way to the tips of your fingers are softening Shoulders, your upper back where, you, where a lot of people may hold tension. Let's take a deep breath into the upper back right now, inhaling a strong, deep relaxation. Now let's focus on the chest. Your heart chakra is glowing green your Anahata Chakra, the center of love, it's endless and abundant, even though you may not be feeling it, you may be scared, you may be tense, it's, it's always there deep inside and it's abundance and it is freely given without expectation, you can give it away to everybody and it's endless, There's, you don't have to be scarce, you don't have to be hyper selective, You can just resonate love at all times, and it will be reflected back. Your chest is relaxing. Your solar plexus is glowing, tapping you into your energy source, a bright yellow light. Your abs, Sacral chakra is glowing orange, tapping you into your creativity. It's also the chakra of sexuality and balance and resources and getting your needs met. You may find uh, if you have lower back pain, or pain in your abdomen, in your uh, ovaries or your uterus, um, it may be. Important to focus on your sacral chakra, your creativity. If you connect your sacral chakra to your Manipura chakra or your solar plexus, it will empower it and ignite it. And if you attach these uh, chakras to your root chakra, which is red, it's the grounding It's deep in the base of your spine. It will help give you stability. Your thighs are softening, your calves, your ankles, all the way to your toes are relaxed. focusing on any sensations, go ahead and let it wash away. Realize that you are not your sensation, you are experiencing them, you are pure loving awareness, you are the consciousness that is experiencing these sensations. The further you can realize that, the more you can allow these sensations to not govern and rule and dictate your reality. to focus on alternate nostril breathing to increase our balance and slow the rhythm of our breathing to lower anxiety and help us become into the present moment. We're gonna take our hand and plug our right nostril with our thumb. Deeply inhale from the base of the spine into our left nostril. Slowly exhale. And, um, so I took my hands in an L shape. However you do it, uh, go ahead and plug your left nostril with your pointer finger. And we're going to inhale through the right nostril slowly. Exhale, switch nostrils, inhale through the left, slowly exhale from the left. switch nostrils, inhale through the right nostril, slowly exhale out of the right nostril. We're going to do a full body scan from our toes all the way up through the ankles, the calves, the knees, the thighs. Make sure they're all relaxed, your pelvic floor, your hips, your waist, your entire back, your abs, your pecs, your fingers, all the way up to your wrists, your forearms, your biceps, triceps, all the way through your shoulders. Just relax your chest, your shoulders, your neck, all the way up through your head fully relaxed. We're now gonna move into square breathing. I will cue the inhale, make sure it's slow and steady. We're gonna hold at the top for five seconds. Then you're gonna exhale slowly for five seconds and hold at the bottom. I will give you the cue for the inhale and exhale starting now. Slow deep inhale from the base of the spine. Low well, steady exhale. study, exhale. Slow study, inhale. Slow, steady exhale. Sit in this stillness for a moment. Imagine the roots of your body running deep into the core of the earth and your branches running far into the cosmos. The mantra is going to be my favorite mantra, Aham Brahmasmi." Aham Brahmasmi" is related to the cosmic identity that we all hold as sons, daughters of the cosmos. We are one within the universe, we are one Within the cosmos, and there's so many layers to us. Once you realize that we are all one, and that our identities that we hold are auxiliary to our cosmic identity, our cosmic identity, you start to realize that you can do whatever pleases you and whatever helps the higher good um, you don't have to be so rooted in our identities there are roles that you can play there are things that you can do that serve those around you despite the identities and the placeholder that can be limiting or restrictive go ahead and start the mantra now and I'll meet back with you momentarily to release the mantra you can say it out loud under your breath or in your head Aham Ramazmi, Aham Ramazmi, Aham Ramazmi, Aham Ramazmi Reminds me, go ahead and release the mantra and realize there's nothing you need to do, no one you need to please, no one you need to be. We're going to wheel our hands towards us in a wheel motion. Uh, this is the mudra of receiving. I'm receiving all of the wisdom that I need. I'm stripping away the identities, I'm peeling away the layers. To find my inner self, my highest version, and I'm going to navigate the holidays, whatever days, every day with peace and gratitude and grace and bask and savor the smallest flavors, sensations around me and realize that there is abundance here and now. My main goal is to prosper and thrive. My main goal is to allow those around me to do the same. You can slowly open your eyes, wiggle your toes, move around. We are all cosmic beings, first and foremost. Every other identity is negotiable, workable, malleable, changeable. Just as real as it is to you. I honor your identity. I honor you all as cosmic beings. I recognize you as infinite, one with the universe. I'm going to start here. This uh, relates to what I was talking about earlier, about expectations uh, that we acquiesce to, other people have Desires, needs, expectations of what we mean to them, of what they want from us or how we, we should behave. And it stresses us out and it makes us feel you know, unwhole. It makes us feel unworthy. Just know that you are worthy no matter what. If you don't show up to the thing, you are still an infinite being. If you show up to the thing, you are still an infinite being and you can hold your space and you can hold your truth. This is page 282 of the Book of Truth. You are still talking as a personality self who has preferences based in expectation about what he should be or how he should appear. As you align as the true self, I am here, I am here, I am here, projects to you the truth of what you are, and that is the witness you hold. If the reflection you see is out of alignment with truth, you are projecting upon yourself something you think should be there that is not there because you have not aligned to it. As you al- align to what is in truth, I know what I am, the manifest itself as the divine self, the physical reality you know yourself in will in fact conform to what is true. Now, when you use the word true here, we don't mean idealized. Once again, the idea of a perfected self and the divine self is the perfected self has been embellished by you all to resemble some picture of a model who has had his hair done and who wears the perfect clothing and smiles all day. The manifested divine self of the one who has no teeth in her head is still the divine self with no teeth. Your idea of how you should look or what it means to be at this level has been prescribed to you in foolish ways. The idealization of form and what it should appear to be is a cultural issue, not a spiritual one. And if you wish to continue with it, you will continue to replicate history. Another one that I have is the assumptions you make and the expectations you hold about what you should be is the basis of this chapter because finally they keep you infirm on the foundation of truth that we are building for you. The acquiescence to others' requirements of what one should be, the beliefs in what it takes to be esteemed, and for what or by whom must be attended to. And each one of you here is going to be given the opportunity to recreate your lives outside of collective agreement. This does not mean you become a hermit or you don't go to the bank or you don't pay your fines when you drive the car too quickly. It simply means that you that you know what you are and the challenges you face and the alignment to what you are and the claims we've made bring you forth outside of the dictates that would define you. So first and foremost, you're a co- cosmic being, um, You are divine, and uh, so are all those around you that are placing all these prescriptions and ideas uh, of who you should be. Ultimately, deep down, we are perfect. We are all divine. And just because you didn't go to the thing does not negate this truth, this divine truth. Um, Once you see all those divine who are scowling at you, saying, I want you to show up this way, and I want you to be here, You can look at them and smile at them with grace and say, I know, I see you, I hear you, and I'm still divine, you are divine. I'm going to be me and I'm going to do what I need. And me just showing up, dropping everything because you say so may not necessarily be the solution. To the underlying needs that you are externalizing so thank you all for sitting with me this is health happiness and abundance peace and love have a blessed day have a good week ahead enjoy the holidays and the emphasis is love and connection come with love and connection and there's nothing more that needs to be done uh uh-huh, reminds me, baby.